having faith in the power of God. Good morning, Christian America. We as Christian Americans, we as believers in Christ, we need to have faith in the power that God possesses. It's a power that we can't fully conceptualize. It's a power over our lives. It's a power over our children. It's a power over our society. It's a power over history and humanity themselves. We as believers in Christ need to pay reverence and actually believe and act accordingly like we believe in the true power of God. Let's talk about that briefly this this morning as we get ready for the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. All right, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek, as always, to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our land, across our families, across our communities, across our country, across the world. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith because it's more important today than probably uh, as it's been since the early persecutions of Nero and before the Roman Empire became Christian. I truly believe that. If you look at the world holistically, you could see that Christians are under, under attack in all corners of the globe. Christians in the Middle East are being m murdered and martyred. Uh, Christians in China are being murdered and martyred. Christians in Africa are being murdered and martyred. Christians in South America, people who stand strong and who will not relinquish uh, their faith, that will not renounce their faith, are under attack today all over the globe. Christians are being silenced either by a gun or by social media, by the traditional media, by the elites in their country. People that are consumed with power, earthly power, governmental power, international power, the people that are consumed with that type of power are also consumed in silencing the true power. They're consumed in silencing our belief in the true power, the power of God, the power to overcome all things, the, the power that sets captives free, physically free, physically freed the ancient Israelites from Egypt, physically free changing the hearts and the minds of people to get rid of, although it's still not completely eradicated, the atrocities of owning people, slavery, sexual slavery that goes on today. Jesus, God, has the power to change hearts and minds. God has the power to set captives free. 
God has the power to renew your mind. As the Apostle Paul says. If we are Christians, as we say we are, as we are if we are Christians who believe in the power of God, the power to take a shepherd with a rock and a slingshot and make him the king of Israel. Give him the power to kill tens of thousands, as, as Scripture says. To make him king. To make his lineage live on throughout history. In this lineage comes Christ from the line of David, from the son of Jesse. Who in turn has the power to perform miracles. To has, who has the power to heal those whom he touches. Friends, if he touches you today, he gives you power to overcome your obstacles. He gives you power to put the hardships behind you. He gives you power to live your life righteous. He gives you power over the demons that may possess you. Those evil spirits that want to drag you down. Those spirits of depression. Those spirits of despair. Those spirits of greed and lust. Those those spirits of anger and gossip and gluttony. All of those things that drag us down. If God has the power to make a shepherd a king, if God has the power to raise the dead, if God has the power to overcome death itself, what makes us think that he does not have the power to put our lives in on the right course. It's that doubt. It's that anxiety. It's that apprehension that we all go through. That Jesus himself says not to worry about those things, but to seek first the righteousness and his kingdom. And all these things will be given unto you as well. That's all those earthly things that Jesus is talking about before that, that statement. It's hard. It's hard not to get caught up in the trappings of the world. To listen to the people that have earthly power, that have earthly influence on television or radio or social media or wherever you hear or read. It's hard not to get sucked in to believing the lies of the world, to believing the lies that, that, there, are, that there is no God, to believing the lies 
that you're weak, that you're just one of many, that you have no influence, that you have no power, that there's nothing special about you. There's nothing exceptional about this nation. It's easy to fall into those lies, into those deceptions, to fall into those ideas that are evil in their intention. Evil that tells you a child in the womb is not a child. Although you can see his head, you can see their face, you can see their fingers, they have a beating heart, they have hands and feet. The evils of the world will tell you that's not a child. It's a clump of cells. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to that. The evils of the world will tell you that you can make Anything you want to into reality. And that would be a good thing. The evils of the world would tell you that there is no objective truth. That there is no right or wrong. There's just perspective. And they would tell you that you don't have the right to bring up what you know to be true. They would tell you that there is that you're that you're objective and universal and I would tell you biblical truth isn't real. Friends, I would tell you that it's the most real that there ever could be. That the power of God has put you on this earth right now has put you in the place that you reside right now that has put you in the position that you hold right now, no matter how, how high it is in the corporate ladder or how low it might be. He's put you there for a reason. That his ways are not our ways. That his power and his might and his insight are greater than our understanding could ever be. And that is where our faith comes in. That is where our faith should lead us. Although we don't understand the total power of God, we don't understand the total wisdom of God, that we trust in His wisdom because He is all-knowing. He is from everlasting to everlasting. That the power of God is real. And we know that it's real because when the Spirit is down upon us, when we are in that brief moment where we are where we're supposed to be and we're doing what we're supposed to do, in those fleeting moments, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a feeling that we can't really describe other than wonderful. I saw this past week, I was on, on a trip to Philadelphia, and in the middle of this community square, in the evening, I heard music from afar, and I was with, my, I was with one of my children. 
And I could hear this music from afar, like live music, and I couldn't tell where it was because it was already dark. And so we've listened to the music and we followed where it was coming from. And in the middle of downtown Philly, of Old Town Philly, there was a tent. And within the tent, there was a band. And the band was on a wooden stage. There wasn't many people. It was a keyboard, a couple of guitars, um, a, a couple of vocalists. It was a small jubilee dedicated to worship music. And they were singing about the power of God and the power of Jesus and to follow Jesus and to see Jesus in everything that we do. And the song, the songs were playing and the band was, the band was, was absolutely wonderful. It was about 25 people in that tent. And they were all up and they were dancing and they were raising their arms. They were raising their eyes. They were lifting their their hearts to the raised Lord, to Jesus himself. And they were dancing and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Just not being a part of the Jubilee, just stumbling upon it. Myself, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And... And in that tent, I saw one of the attendees, the, just the back of his shirt. And it said, slay like David. And I pondered as I listened to that music, as I felt the spirit within me, as I saw people dancing and tearing up and crying. And I paid attention to that shirt and what it said. Slay like David. With the power of God on his side, a rock and a sling, and he takes down Goliath. And we still talk about it today. Friends, the power of God is real. Exodus 15 says, your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. First Chronicles says that yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Paul in second letter to the Corinthians says that my that, that, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So even when we're weak, when we've given up all of our worries, all of our concerns, all of our anxieties, when we've given them up to Jesus, his power, his glory, his majesty will lift us up will put us on the path that he's designed for you're not one of a million 
or a billion. You're one of one. You're unique because God made you. He had the power to make you. And he's put you where he's wanted to put you right now. If we recognize that as Christians, as we believe, if we believe that as Christians, we would change the way that we act. We would stop We would stop this aura of this inevitability that, yeah, the world is cracking down on the Christians, cracking down on us. Yeah, what are you going to do, the world? I mean, Jesus said it. Jesus said it, that the world would come after us. And, and now it's coming after us. We have the power of God on our side. That means that we have a duty to resist the world. James says a friend of the world is an enemy to God. And if the world is going to come after Christians, and it is, Jesus says that it is, we have a duty to to stand up against it. There are Christians today around this world that are being persecuted, that are being martyred, that that are being murdered for their faith. We can ask ourselves, why is God allowing these things to happen? Maybe, just maybe, He's allowing these things to happen To demonstrate to you and I here in this first world country, in this lukewarm country, that there are those that have less than us materially that are willing to fight, stand, and die and be martyred for their faith. Maybe, just maybe, God is allowing that to take place. So that we examine our conscience and ask ourselves what we are willing to stand for when the government tries to take our churches away, when they shut the doors under threat of a fine. Christians are on the firing squad around the world. And our church is closed because they were fear, they were scared of a fine. Maybe God is allowing these atrocities to take place. That we would examine our conscience. That we would look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves what we are willing to lose. What are we willing to face? What are we willing to stand for? How long do we have to sit silently 
before we can take it no more. I don't know what the answer is. We all have to decide that for ourselves. But I pray that those who hear this, that those who watch this, find a quiet place today. That they get down on their knees. That they close their eyes. And they examine their conscience and ask God's guidance. What can we do as Christians, as followers of Christ, to push back against this world who hates us, who despises us, who makes fun of us, who mocks us, who laughs at us, who ostracizes us, who marginalizes us, who criticizes us? What are we willing to do? What is the right answer? Do we want to leave this for our children to have to fight? Our grandchildren? I ask you to examine your conscience today. I ask you to examine your conscience this weekend. Really think about it. Where are we headed? Where do you think we're headed? Are you going to play a part in the outcome? Or are you just going to be one of those people that that went along to get along? If you get value out of these videos, if you if you like listening to these conversations, these ideas, if you recognize the need to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation, we don't ask for donations. Don't want a dime. I would ask that you share this video, though, that you would share this podcast, that you would subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it, wherever you're watching it. I'd ask that you have a conversation with your family, your spouse, your children, your friends, your neighbors, your you're the, the people that go to church with you. And ask them, how far are they willing to be pushed before they say something, before they do something? What, are, what does the world have to do? Do they have to burn your church? Because they're burning churches. Do they have to jail Christians? Because they're jailing Christians. Seriously. Think about it. With that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to come to you again on Monday. We're coming to you with this podcast every Monday and Friday. So we're going to come to you again Monday, uh, continuing our journey through the gospel of Mark 
Uh, I believe we're still in Mark chapter 10, so you're not going to want to miss that podcast. Again, uh, share this video, like this video, subscribe to this podcast, this video, you know, this YouTube channel, this Rumble channel, wherever you're watching uh, or listening to this podcast from. We would ask that you uh, subscribe to it. That way you can, you know, stay aware of what's going on in the Christian American community. We provide, we try to provide some inspiration, information, and education, um, education on scripture, information on what's happening around the world, and some inspiration to get out to the world and be the Christian that God created you to be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to have a blessed weekend, and we will see you again on Monday. Until then, you guys stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.